Welcome into the podcast that brings listeners directly to the intersection of sports and entertainment through the lens and incomparable style of Dick Butkus. Direct from the 312, join hosts Matt Amendola and Matt Butkus as they dive into the worlds of football, pop culture, philanthropy, and more. This is Butkus Beyond the Line. Voters are red and violets are blue. If you've got any sense, you'll keep Butkus away from you. Welcome back to Butkus Beyond the Line. Today we are joined by Kurt Becker, a former offensive guard that played for the University of Michigan from 77 to 81, a first-team All-American that was drafted by our Chicago Bears and played in the NFL from 1982 to 1990 with two different NFL organizations, winning the Super Bowl in 1985. But first, the huddle. 989 on two, on two, on two. Ready? Great. On two, on two, on two. Ready? Great. Ready to rock? Uh, yeah, dude. So what's been going on? Hey, man, just trying to keep up with the uh, Lions-Packers game right now. Did you uh, get that game right? Of course. <laughs> I bet you did. Well, you know me. I'm always against the Packers. I know. Every single game. Right. I'm, uh, and, and if uh, you know, to our listeners, they can figure out who I'm always with also. That's added three losses to my total against you. The Bears have some issues, Matt. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> they got a couple. Right. I mean, I, love, I, love I don't think people. we. I don't think we have enough time. And where do we start? From the bottom, son. From the bottom. Your Texans won. You know what? I'm so proud. 121 completions without an interception. Almost a thousand yards, like 900 and change. Yeah, dude. They knocked out of the suicide pool. People, a lot of people took the Jaguars. Yeah, they did. So I was really proud, dude. That Stroud's doing so good. They're honestly, they're playing really, really well. If everyone played like Will Anderson, we'd be a better team. Period. Right. Well, we'll see how much you like them in our picks this week. You ready? Yeah, let's roll. What do you What do you got? We got uh, Jacksonville at Buffalo. Buffalo. All right. I'll Buffalo, Buffalo by Buffalo here. by 10. Oh, now we're throwing <laughs> the zinc's kicking in or whatever that is. All right. Here we go. Houston, six. Houston at Atlanta. Ouch. Uh, Houston, three. I'll go Atlanta. All right. All right. Carolina at Detroit. I'll go with Carolina. Ooh. I'll go Detroit. Tennessee at Indy. Ooh, pillow fight. Um, I don't Come know. On, Indy, Rich Indy beat Baltimore, is, is dude. Richardson back? Is Richardson back? Is the quarterback going to be back? I got Colts. I think the Colts will put it together. All right, I'll take Tennessee. <laughs> I took Tennessee last time. I still have a bitter taste in my mouth. All right. Giants at Miami. Are you drinking the Kool-Aid? Uh, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm, I'm going – I'm drinking uh, – Tequila Sunrises in on Miami Beach. I'll go my I'll go Dolphins. I'll go Dolphins. New Orleans at New England. Ooh, with Kamara back. Ooh. The battle of I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go say I'm gonna go Saints. I don't Whoa. think I, I think that their defense, I think their defense can hold up. I'll go New England. All right. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Ooh, Baltimore's defense has not been as well. Pittsburgh, Najee Harris is slumping. I'm going to go Baltimore by a field goal. 
I'm going to go TJ Watt, dude. He's playing his ass off this year. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he really is. I'll go Pitt. All right. Eagle, Philly at the Rams. Uh, I got to go Philly just because they're on a roll. Well, come on. The Eagles aren't going to win every game. But they're going to win the first eight. All right. I think. I'll go Philly with you. <laughs> Cincinnati at Arizona. Oh, uh, Arizona coming off a big win. Against um, your Cowboys. Um, I know that was embarrassing. I mean, if you can't stop the run, then you can't win in the NFL. Um, I'm going to go. I don't think the Cardinals are going to be able to hold it now. So I'll go Bengals with you. All right. All right. Oh, here's Jets at Denver. Oh, Jets at Denver. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, Rolling into the mile high. Russell Wilson hasn't been playing as bad as people think. I think they could win that game, but I'm gonna still go. I'm gonna still go Jets. Jets, Jets in in Denver. I'll go Broncos. All right. Kansas City at Minnesota. Oh, Brian will like Brian will like this. I'm sorry, Brian's not gonna like this. <laughs> I'm sorry, the Vikes are gonna lose. What do you Three, got? Five. I think I. You know. Think the Vikes are going to pick up? They mathematically, you're thinking they got to be picking up a dub soon, right? I'll go Minnesota. All right, all right. Dallas at San Francisco. Ooh, at San Francisco. Ooh, McCaffrey's too much. 49ers are too much. Win by ten. 49ers over Dallas. They played so awful. They couldn't even stop. No, no. They're on. They're on my shit list right now. I'll go Dallas. All right. Oh, boy, this is a big week. Yeah, I'm going for the jugular. Going for the jugular. Uh, Monday night, Green Bay at the Raiders. The Raiders. I'm going to go Raiders. There's your answer. The Raiders. Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers takes off. Josh Raiders Jacobs. At, Raiders at home. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. By the way, he getting, he's getting fed the ball plenty. He needs, I mean, and more than three even, points, something a, a carry. You gotta have. That. I'm I'm taking the Raiders because that Devonte is gonna want to go off on him. Yeah, that and he's the best receiver, second best receiver. Sorry, Brian. Besides Jefferson, what about DJ Moore? <laughs> DJ Moore needs to get more looks. Period. There you go. If he doesn't get a bomb thrown to him every game, there's a problem. And then the big one Thursday night. I'll be there. Okay. Dr. Drew and Butko, Bears at Washington, whatever they're Ooh. called. What are you what are you thinking? Bears against an old player, Riverboat Ron. Riverboat Ron. I'm going Bears. It'll be their second win in a row. They're gonna they're gonna already have beaten the Broncos. All right. You know what? I'm going with the Bears with you. I think they can do it. Riverboat Ron, sorry, we're gonna flip it over. Nice. <laughs> But, yeah, no, I think that the Bears can put it together. They just have to get over the hump. They have to, period. Yep. We've been having fun at the, our tailgates, man. They're rolling. I know. They're amazing. I can't wait, dude. I can't wait yep. to be in town that weekend. The Billy, Billy Goat Navy Pier. Then we water taxi over. Go to Team Budkiss. Buy some tickets. Come out and join yeah, us. Yeah, definitely. Hit, hit up the website. Go to Team Budkiss. Hit right? the tailgate up. Oh yeah. You're Billy coming Goat. out. You're gonna you're gonna be at the, the Vikings and Raiders. That's right. It's gonna be 
a battle of the brawn at that point. You're going to be signing autographs. <laughs> right. Me and Eberflus in the right. corner. Because <laughs> he might be fired by then. <laughs> right. He might be standing in the corner. So also have a new uh, radio show with Pops. What's the radio? What, uh, what, yeah, uh, what's it's on? on WCKG AM 1530. Nice. Here in the Chicago land. It's uh, 3 p.m. every Friday. And Pops and I get, uh, we're going to do some picks. We're going to have a couple different cool segments and talk Bears football. I love so WCKG AM 1530. Yeah, and then it's on iHeartRadio. Like you could look it up in Dallas and listen. That's what's up. I love it. I'm, I can't wait to hear it. I'm sure your pops is going to be <laughs> dead yeah. straight on us the whole time. Of that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hosting that and I get to fire the questions at him. So Dude, that'll be pretty hilarious. cool. Yeah, that's hilarious. It's always good to work with Pops, and he definitely is a straight shooter, so. <laughs> no, definitely. We'll That's see what awesome. happens. What time, what time is that airing on? on uh, uh, it's uh, the drive time, 3 p.m. Central. So 3 p.m. Central, okay. when everybody's driving. Nice. I love it, dude. That's perfect timing. And the first one is going to be October 6th. Okay. So the day after the Bears beat Washington. I like it. Riverboat so, Ron. Yeah. So it's, awesome. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking to our team Butkus tailgate. I'm looking forward to the weather being nice. It's a little rainy no. right now. Should be gorgeous. We got the Trojans, the, Trojans right. playing the buffs. That's right. Yeah, prime time. Saturday, versus- my Trojans hopefully can pull it off. I think their defense is going to be too much for the Buffs. What about the Baylor Bears? We got problems in Waco, but it's a very comforting atmosphere. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very short conversation, too. (laughs) Right. Who do they they got? Texas Tech. Ooh, Texas Tech. Danny Danny versus Matt. Oh, yeah. Danny's alone. Oh, yeah. ESPN2, Saturday night. We do this dance quite a bit. Saturday, October 7th. October 7th. Bears get the W by three. Kicking the field goal. Both Bears. Got the connection. Chicago wins and Baylor wins. I mean, that would be a perfect scenario. All right, man. Well, speaking about the Bears, uh, our our next guest, uh, we go back a long time because I was the ball boy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. When he was on the Bears and we won the Super Bowl, you know, Kirk and a Michigan alum, so he's got to be happy with the Wolverines right now. So yeah, let's go see what uh, Kurt has to say. Let's do it. AmericanEagle.com has over two decades of experience designing websites that produce results. Their clients come to rely on them for full line of website services from consulting and strategy to digital marketing, hosting, and support. AmericanEagle.com is the technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They're also the official website and digital marketing provider for the Budkus Award and the Budkus Foundation websites. And we proudly recommend the team to AmericanEagle.com. 
GiveAmericanEagle.com a call today. One eight seven seven Web Now One. Welcome back. Today we are joined by a first-team All-American, a former offensive guard that played for the University of Michigan from '77 to '81. He was drafted by our Chicago Bears and played in the NFL from 1982 to 1990 with two separate teams, winning the Super Bowl in 1985. Kurt Becker, welcome to the show. And then you remember a, a guy by the name of Chuck Stobart? I know Chuck Stobart. He was my recruit. Right. I mean, maybe we could start. And Chuck just... was uh, Michigan, and I think he was Army, wasn't he? Yeah. In his coaching career. And I, believe it or not, I loved him, right? For my visits, I went to Illinois. Right. Right? And that was Makovic, and I want to say was – Maybe Mike White was hanging around. Right. But I had a great trip. We went, um, Jeff George was there and we played. I don't, I don't know if anybody remembers this, but we were supposed to play Illinois in Russia in Moscow for the opening game. But something wow. happened and Russia wanted us to bring over like every little thing, right. like bring your own ice and all this bullshit. So we decided, you know, it was going to be played at the Coliseum. But anyway, then I went to USC and I was, you know, our family relocated to Southern California after, you know, it, my dad retired. We moved down to Florida. He worked for Arthur Jones in the Nautilus equipment right. there in Lake Helen. And then we got into acting. We moved to L.A. So I visited Southern Cal and I'm like, you know. Well, I want to win, you know. I tell people that, and they laugh because Illinois, you know, is up and down all the hey, time. When I went to Michigan, I said I can stop my recruiting now. That's where I'm going. Yep, I'm good. So I'm there. My family was there. You know, won a Rose Bowl over Michigan. Bo Schembechler's last game, controversial call and a fake oh, punt. Wow. But uh, Illinois came in. Or back to Chuck Stobart. So he rec he recruits me, and then he leaves for Memphis. So I was not like I was, I was kind of bummed, but uh, not like today. You can like, like that's when I feel like these kids jumping schools where it could matter. Like if you're recruited by uh, uh, a Gary Moeller or, or, you know, and then all of a sudden he leaves. Now you're stuck there as a freshman, right. maybe because you went there because of him well, and we couldn't leave. Right. Remember? Coll college football's in trouble. To, so to say, you know, with uh, there's no guardrails, you know, the NIL and all that. Right. And uh, transfer portal, you know, it's yeah. not what it was built on. Yeah. You know, and so you could go out and buy your team basically now. You yep. Know? yep. And uh, and the super conferences, you know. So, yeah, college football is really I, I personally think it's very messy right yeah. now. You know, I mean. Going to Michigan, you know, 1977, uh, and it was Big Ten, right? Big Ten mm -hmm. was the Midwestern Conference, you know, right. and uh, that's that was good stuff. And then the granddaddy of them all, you, was, you'd play the winner of our division. Played in uh, three Rose Bowls. Yep. You know, where do you go and play in three Rose Bowls nowadays? But And then, you know, the, the Rose Bowl lost it all when they became a tournament, right? Right. But, you know, we played USC twice, and we played Washington once, so... That was John Robinson. Okay. Then, and Charles White. And those oh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So, and then. Uh, Did you uh, win any of them? We won one. Washington. <laughs> uh, who was the quarterback? Uh, not Randall Cunningham, but. Uh, Warren Moon. Warren Moon. Warren Moon, right? Yeah. Warren Moon. Randall was, went to UNLV, I yeah. think. Yeah. And, uh, they're good. They're good now. Watch we, out. We should have beat SC. Uh, that was the mystery touchdown with Charles White. <laughs> He's over the line. The ball's on the ground and the referee's signaling touchdown. But that's before they had replay, right? So that was the end of that. Right. Charlie, actually, when Larry was there, he got fired when I was still there. And John Robinson came back in. Right. John Robb was a good guy. Yeah, I, I loved him. him. I loved, I loved him. him. Right. He was great for the school. It seemed like he got coaches to coach, and then he, you know, you need the guy to deal with the alumni and stuff. And Larry was, I mean, I always tip my hat off to Larry because he originally recruited me and gave me my shot. But I like John. John would be able to handle the alumni and coach. And uh, Charlie White was our running back, running backs coach, and he brought in Dennis Thurman. Right. And, yeah. So we were. So I go to Michigan, right? I got Bo for five years there. Then Mike Dick addressed me here with Chicago. And, you know, those were meat grinders, right? I mean, there were no days off, no practice squad, no nothing, right? And uh, six weeks of doubles and four preseason games, right? Before you even hit the real game. But uh, so about three quarters of the way through my career, you know, they send McMahon to San Diego. They trade me to Green Bay, and I'm at Green Bay for one day, right? Because back then, there wasn't no free agency. So you played against the same guys your whole career. So every other play, I'm in a fight with one of them guys from Green Bay. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm never going to make You got to get me out of here, right? <laughs> so I call my attorney, and I say, you got to get me out of here. So he goes, okay. So the next day, he goes, I took care of it. You're going to Minnesota. I said, Minnesota? I said, you're out of here. Same shit, right? right. So I'm there one day in Minnesota. I said, look, I don't, I can't do this. You got to get me out of here. So he he's, goes, a, he's from Minnesota. He's yeah. a, they didn't do so good yesterday either, did they? So yeah, he calls me up and he goes, I got it. You're going out to uh, the Rams in L.A. I go, perfect, right? So I go out there. John Robb's the coach. Oh, there we go. First day of practice, baseball cap and jersey, right? I go, oh, this is nice, right? They never hit during the week or nothing. You know, John Robb's like, no, man, we save ourselves for Sundays, which was a different mentality, but it was good. It was really good. Yeah. You know, so I spent a year there, and which was great, and then I came back for two years with the Bears, and then that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, was that for Ditka again? If I'm... Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was all. And then who was the coach in Green Bay? I couldn't even tell you. Who was the coach in Minnesota? Couldn't even tell you. <laughs> It You're was like, I'm on two, practice. two no, practices, right. seven fights, I'm out of here. I had no interest in being there. I said, screw that shit. I'm out. Get me out. You know. Right. And because McMahon went over to Green Bay, too, didn't After he? San Diego. Right. So they were trying, you know, him and I and Van Horn, we were all running partners, right? Yeah, Van and, Horn. I, I had Van Horn in, and, I, in and here. Yeah, a good he was man. on the show. He was great. Yeah, Keith's a great man. And, yeah. uh. They were tired of us, right? The Bears. So they sent him to San Diego, me out, blah, blah, blah. So I called McMahon. I said, guess what? He goes, what? I go, I'm in L.A. He goes, I'll be up. He came up in a limo. And we went out, partied all. You know? I said, there you go again. Right? Cool. So, yep. Yep. 
So how was it? I, I, you grew up here and then you, your visits, and then you obviously you chose Michigan. Right. So back then you could take seven visits, you know, and that's a lot. And so my first visit was Iowa state and that was Earl Bruce. Remember Earl Bruce? (laughs) Oh yeah. Up in in Ames. Ames, Iowa. Right. And, uh, I go out there and, uh, those dudes were so square, they gave Square a new name, right? And I go, ooh, to say for me, right? So There's the title. Huh? There's our title. Right? Go, I, I pull titles out of our podcast. Yeah, full of squares. Full of squares, right? And I, I'm like, whoa. So uh, my next visit was Michigan, right? It was all good, right? Right. right. So, you remember your guide? Or? Oh, yeah. So – my host was a kid who played high school against me in uh, DeKalb, Mel Owens. Oh, from the Rams. From the Rams. Wow. Right? And so when I ended up back at the Rams, Mel was still oh, that's there. that's cool. Yeah. So Yeah, he's in the he's into the legal. Getting you guys monies for Workman's if you played and yeah. right. Right. So yeah, Mel was my host and you know, they give you 50 bucks to take. <laughs> right. Come on. <laughs> Right. You know where that money went. Yeah. We, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was her name? But anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ann Arbor. So then after that, did you finish <laughs> did you finish your you knew you were going, I got but did you shirt it? But did you fin- go to any other trips? No, that was See, it. that's what my dad he was, was like, You went to your two you picked your yeah. I could have went to three more and just partied, but he's like why waste your time and why waste their time? And, you know, the crazy thing is I read an article about the AD from Ohio State this week, last week. Oh, uh, uh-huh. He Ryan said, Day. yeah, he said kids will not come and visit you unless you pay them now. They got to pay a recruit $5,000 just to come and visit Ohio State. Wow. I didn't know that. That's insane. It's insane. That's what would have been nice back in. You know what I had to do for five bucks? <laughs> Holy cow. I ain't even going to talk about it. Right. Holy. Yeah. And thinking back when, when dad played, they had like jobs and they had to work. I think the only thing he maybe got at Illinois other than a scholarship was like his cleaning done. If he had any other than that, Bo would call it grant and aid. He wouldn't even call it a scholarship <laughs> and he'd go, I want you to know that's renewed every year. I go, oh, so you're holding it over my head. Right. <laughs> right. So between Bo and Ditka and who is like maybe one of your in- most influential coach through your career? Well, you know, like I was very, I'm very fortunate in a lot of ways, you know, but I had three really strong men in my life. And I grew up with my father who was, you know, raised me well. Hard work, character, all that, you know, and uh, really set the foundation for me as a young man. And then to go to the University of Michigan and have Bo, you know, Bo was, uh, he was so, so much more than a football coach, right? He took young punks and turned them into young men, right? Yeah. And, and he groomed you and he cared about you and he cared about you know, the things that people laugh about now, like going to school and getting your degree and doing the right thing, you know? And, uh, and Bo was on top of you a lot. And so, which, which he had to be because he sure. had a hundred renegades, right? <laughs> yep. And then, you know, when I come to Chicago, 
discipline and structure and all that had always been in my system. But then, to, you know, have Mike Dicka, you know, and, and I think the greatest thing that I learned about Mike is the spirit of competition. You know, his, his thirst and his desire to compete all the time was just, you know, contagious. And, right. and, and you know, Mike wasn't a great X's and O's guy. He was just pretty simple that my guys are better than your guys. I'm going to kick your ass. Right. That's about how it goes. And I, I take it going against practicing against that defense every day. Well, I yeah. mean, yeah. And there was no love. You know? <laughs> right. No right. Love. That's a tough go. You're right. going up, going up against a couple of hall of famers. And you know what people don't realize is that, you know, at Michigan, I learned about a lot of things, but tradition was a big thing, right? Sure. So Michigan was playing football before they invented football, right? right. And oh, yeah. so you learn about tradition and you learn about all that. And, you know, it's something that tradition is something that has to be earned. It can't be given, right? right. So you got to be around. You got to earn it. You got to have it. And then to be drafted by the Bears, I understood that tradition. Yeah. Here's, Coming home. Right. Here's a team that started the NFL, George Hallis, right? And they're – to yeah. me, there's great value there, you know, and that so that's a special sauce. And I think that's one thing that the kids don't realize what they got nowadays. Right. You know? It's like, I'm going here. I'm going to play for millions. And, and when I'm done, not, I'll go to the next hurt. time. Right? <laughs> right? I'll go to Green Bay in Minnesota now. One day, short career. <laughs> or you can just direct me to, you probably could say now, like, you know, if you draft me, I'm not going there. Well, you know, you know, when, you know, the inmates run the asylum, that's a problem. Right. And it seems to be. You I know. think it goes, I even, you know, it goes back to, like you said, like free agency and like growing up, you'd buy someone's jersey and you'd have that person on your team. And I remember growing up and knowing everybody from every team and then. Then, you know, free agency and the, the guys, the inmates are making more than the coach and. Who's going to go first? The coach, the right. coach yeah. or the or the player? It's easier to change five instead of fifty. <laughs> so they it's easier them. to change one yeah. than five. Yeah, they, they get rid of the whole staff. They get, yeah, which is unfortunate. So, but what are you doing now? Well, when you when, were coaching high school, I right? I was coaching high school. I was involved in high school. Football. Did you like that? I loved it. But thank God I'm not involved with it no more. You know, because the world has changed, right? <laughs> um, you know, sure. I kind of wandered into it. I have a son and daughter, and my son wanted to get involved in youth tackle football. So I took him to practice one day and quizzed everybody. And this dad, he did nothing. And the other dad played a little. And the other guy. So I wanted my son to have a good experience, right? So I said, I'll volunteer. And I helped out. And then it grew every year. As he went, I coached more and more, right? And so he goes to high school, Marmion Academy in Aurora. And uh, great team, great kids, you know, I coached there. And then uh, he went on to play at uh, Miami of Ohio. Okay, the Redbirds. The Redbirds, right. Red, Red Hawks. Red Hawks. So I said, Redbirds. they, they used States. to be Redskins, but, you know. <laughs> As you said, things are changing <laughs> in America. Go, right. So my son's name is Garrett. I said, uh, hey, Garrett, you're going to uh, Miami to play football. I said, um should I uh, apply for a job down there? He goes, no, Dad, I think it's time me and you part ways. Right. <laughs> That's I said, I'm good. <laughs> right. So I ended up, I finished up coaching. I went back to my old high school, East Aurora, and uh, 
one of the oldest schools, oldest programs in the state, right? And it was one of the top programs when it, years ago, and it disintegrated to nothing, right? Everything was in shambles. Kids were gone. Stadium was garbage. It was just a total mess. And so I helped rebuild the program there, started a youth program, got kids out, brought structure. And then, you know, to get the community involved, I uh, built a new stadium for them. Oh, wow. So we, oh, did, cool. we did an $8 million high school stadium. And a lot of car it, washes. A lot of car washes. <laughs> well. You know what? I, I think right. that. When you treat kids like they're from a third world, they're going to act that way, right? So when you give them something to be proud of and to take care of and respect and earn, it's going to bring value to the community. Yep. And and it, it's done a great job for them. And raise good kids. Yeah, exactly. Well, it brings the parents in, right? Yep. That was always a piece that was missing. No parents. Right. That's a big That's, thing today, Yeah, I think. Like, we talked about it on another show with, you know, the – 500 teenagers running down Michigan Avenue, smashing stuff. But it's not their fault. Right. Well, whose fault is it? <laughs> Somebody's got to be accountable. Right? <laughs> right. Right. So do you follow the Bears still? Oh, I mean, yeah. What... I mean, I love football. <laughs> I, yeah. I love football. I really do. I mean, I we really love the Bears too, but man. And I, you know, like my take is I, I – Overall, when you look at football, you know, I, I get you have to evolve to survive, right? The game has to change. It's still X's and O's, 11 on 11, but the way you play it, the way you govern it, the way you rule it changes, right? And so in this new evolution of the game, you know, it's all based on what viewership wants to see. They want to see touchdowns. They sure. want to see scores. They want to see action, right? Protect the quarterbacks, right. so, you know, scoring. At the end of the day, it's become a game of finesse and a skills game. If you go back 30 years when I was playing or when your dad was playing, it was a game of violence. Right. And the people liked the violence back then, right? You could hit the quarterback. Sure. You could smack somebody right. around. <laughs> but yeah. that game has changed now. And so now it's a game of finesse, you know? And so the game is different, but I love the game. But, you know, and not – so much at the pro level, I love it for the fact on the you know youth, high school, college, of uh, the value it brings to a young man, yeah. you know. And I really think any we all need structure in our life, right? And that structure that comes out of football, you get a lot of core values out of it, you know. You learn commitment, sacrifice, yep. discipline, but those are yep. those are life values that you can take with you and hopefully become a better person as you go along. You yeah. know, you get that in band or whatever. Football just happened to be what I did. Sure. You know, but I really believe in structure and that those core values you learn within being that structure really help mold young people and right. send them in the right direction. Yeah, for the rest of their lives. That's why I turned out such a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what do you what do you like doing outside of football as far as like things that you like to do outside the game. Well, hobby-wise, you like to fish or hunt or you cook know, or when, read. When, when I uh, when I got when I retired, I got involved in the gaming industry, and like sports gaming. Well, yeah, or gaming. We, no, no kids gaming, adult <laughs> gaming, right? So we, you know, I got I've done like that casinos? for yeah, so I've done that for thirty years now, and um, wow. and then it came back to Illinois, right? So we got full online video gaming in every location out. And 
uh, we got sportsbook betting starting to go and this and that. So it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge, right? right? Sports gaming and the and the the marijuana. Yeah, two big, huge things that are are going to be next. And and you know, so the gaming um, it's been an interesting journey, you know, and um, it's good in Illinois. You know, there's but there's always an oversaturation point, right, and everything and. They really saturated the market in gaming and in marijuana here in the state. Yeah, because the state sees little income, they think add more gets more. Right, because what Bally's is. Oh my god! My cool. buddy just uh, used to work at the Horseshoe in Hammond, then he went to the Hard Rock in Gary, and now he's at New Bally's. See, and I don't bet, which is good. I mean, I I don't gamble, but I see it, and you know, the sports book thing is um, I've done. You know, I'm reading a book about one of the greatest odds makers out. His name's Billy Walters. He's out of Las Vegas. This guy's crazy. Like, he figured out the analytics and all the software, how you set it up, right? And he yeah. runs a sports book. But if you don't do your homework on sports book betting, you're probably going to lose. You know, <laughs> I mean, you're right? They're not. They're not building those no, hotels with their money. Those guys, they, you know, it's all about the analogs and the, the numbers and the algorithms and all that. And they just keep inputting data into, you know, these programs and yeah. it kicks you out. It's pretty like crazy in, business. Like in yesterday's games, you know, you had 12 and a half was yesterday. Right. 12 and a half. And you have a team that, that covers it and blows it out. Right. And then you have 12 and a half with the Cowboys going down and playing an Arizona right. team, almost the same right. Dallas, Kansas city bears, Arizona. And See, look I, what happened. I would bet with my heart. And if you bet with your heart, you're going to lose. You know? Well, we do our picks just for gentlemen's picks, and I always take the Bears, yeah. so I'm always 13, 17 points behind everybody. Right. I mean, <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I like the, I love the Bears. You know, yeah. I, I like the McCaskies a lot. I really do. They're a good family. I can't say anything bad about them. They've always treated me well, and they treat me with respect. You know, and I'd like to see them have a winner. You know, yeah. Um, it's just difficult. You know, and. The dumbest line I always hear from people is, oh, they're so cheap. They don't, they spend the money. Yeah. They just don't spend the money wisely. <laughs> you know, they're like, I, I kind of compare it to like somebody who wants to get involved in the stock market and they keep, their advisor keeps giving them the wrong stock. Right. Right. It's a loser all the time, you know? And so they do spend the money. It's just that. And I think, that the McCaskey family is very loyal to their employees and that loyalty cost them at times, you know. Because was it Finks putting together the teams, the good teams back? Finks drafted me and then Jerry Venisi was after him. Yeah, I remember Jerry. But then it was just a downhill slide after that, you know. What do you think of this coach, you think? Well, you know. I don't know that much about Matt Everflus, but I'll go back to Ryan Poles. And, okay, so he says he's a former lineman. All right. Well, if you look at every successful team right now, just look at two spots. Tell me how good their O-line and D-line are. Yep. And if yeah. you're not crushing them up front, forget about it. Right? Forget about forget it. Forget about what quarterback right. or whatever. And whoever so you if you're going and, – and, you know, he went out and drafted that kid as a first-rounder. You know, he's a young man playing against grown ass men. 
And that there's a developmental point there for that kid. If you watched him yesterday, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't he go and get that Williams, the left tackle from San Francisco? I mean, he's the best in the league, right? Or, you know, you got to get a three-technique guy that can crush it in the middle. Yep. But You and, think they should have taken that kid from Georgia? You know, that's uh, – I heard both sides of the coins yeah. of that, and, and they had pretty much admitted that. They didn't have the inf- infrastructure in place that to help mentor that kid along, unlike Philadelphia does. Yeah. You know, Philadelphia had a veteran room, right? And they could bring that kid in and keep him right. straight. Fletcher Cox and yeah, Jalen Carter. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're on defense, if you can control the game with four guys up front, oh, you can do a lot on the backside, right? Yeah. But when you got to start committing bodies, now you're thin on the backside. Yep. That's what, where they were talking huge about, you know, the Oregon and Colorado right. game. Oregon was getting pass rushed with four guys, and when you can do that, it's – And I don't care how good your DBs are. They can right. only cover a guy so long, right? right. right. So if you're not, not going to QB off the spot, you're in trouble. Yep. And then obviously if you got five guys that can just do some road grading, you can do a lot. Yeah. You know, so – I question, you know, they're thinking on, you know, Ryan Poles being a former lineman, right? Having the number one pick and more salary cut than anybody and being mm-hmm. in a worse position we are right now than we were a year ago, it's a head scratcher. It's like, <laughs> that is That is kind of odd. I mean, it, it just shows you up front, if Arizona can beat uh, Dallas the way they did yesterday, I mean, right. anything can really happen. I mean, just barring injuries and crazy things but yeah i was really disappointed in the uh offensive and defensive lines uh, of the cowboys yesterday too so and i i didn't get to watch the game but arizona must have a good offensive line to handle they did they pushed them around they pushed them around all day their backup quarterback won the game but you know at the end of the day it's 11 on 11 right it's 11 individual efforts that add up to a team thing every play so I could lose two or three of those individual battles out of the 11, but they can't be at the point of attack. <laughs> right. And if they're at the point, you know, if you're a wide receiver, or you're away from the play, I, pick your nose. <laughs> I don't care. Right. But if you're a guard or a center and you're at, you know, running inside zone, you can't get beat. No, you can't no. Get beat. You, yep. you know, you can't get smashed. So seems like the bears every you know, on defense, it's second and four, every play for the other team. Right. Well, you know, there's offense and defensive line, no pressure. Yeah. And you can boil it down. I mean, if you want to evaluate Justin Fields, I mean, a receiver is okay, but if you can't protect them, then, you know, forget about it. Yep. And, you know, look at Mahomes yesterday. He had all day back there. All day long. <laughs> all day. And that guy don't need all day. No. You know? Or the kid, yeah, it's hard to like the kid from USC, you know, he's right. Caleb scrambles Caleb. around. He, He's looking downfield, and no one can cover a guy for six seconds. You but know? I would like yeah. to see him have success. I mean, I, I, I like the Bears. I'm loyal to the Bears. I don't. I would never badmouth them, you know. Yeah. And I like the McCaskies. I'd like to see him win. I would. But uh, it's a tough situation. Yeah. They were saying maybe uh, Love, Lovey comes in for the defense. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, it, it's like. When you had Mike Dick and Ryan, Buddy Ryan in the same room, you right. know, <laughs> even though 
there was division, it still worked, right? I mean, they didn't like us. We didn't like them. And it's still that way this day. So, you know, but. <laughs> right. You know, if you can right. come together and make it work at the end of the day, I guess that's most important. Yeah, that was that was magic. I remember back then I was the ball boy for a year or two there. Platteville? Well, it was the 85, and then I was in London right. with you guys. London was good. Because my and, uh, and uh, Gothenburg uh, was Minnesota and Sweden the right. next year. Gutenberg. Gutenberg, Gutenberg yeah. Gutenberg, right. Because my dad and Jim Hart and Wayne Larravee were doing the radio. So. Okay. Yeah, that was I, a good trip. Yeah, I was yeah. down in, I remember down in New Orleans. <laughs> I remember coming back because my brother and I would go out and we'd be like, is that Kenny Marjoram at 6 a.m.? Probably. Y you know, yeah. the day of the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, talk about confidence. And I, yeah, saw some people out there. Well, probably. that's before everybody had cell phones and cameras, too. Sure. You know, you could have fun. Yeah. That was. <laughs> It'd be hard to exist in today's world. <laughs> <laughs> operate in the same way yes, yeah yeah right no the microscope got too big you yeah. know yeah that, it is pretty crazy it's like the wild wild west with this payment stuff well you know in the nil it's crazy right so you know i go back to the team everybody's we're all the same right mm -hmm. we're all equal i don't care what position you play we all bleed the same practice the same do the same sure but if you look at these college programs maybe the top one and a half, two percent out of the guys are making all the money. But there's 150 kids on the team. Yeah. What about them? Right? Yeah. So if you wanted to use the word fair, which that don't exist in anybody's <laughs> vocabulary anymore, you know, a college would say, look, if you're on scholarship and you come here to Michigan, every year you're here, I'll put fifty thousand dollars into an account for you. If you graduate in four years or whatever, four and a half. There'll be 200,000 sitting there for you, and I'll give you five years of free health care. That gets everybody going. That's fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's not great. That's fair. But they don't want to hear about fair because sure. the guy at Colorado gets 2.1 million as a quarterback. Or Manning's kid gets six yeah. and hasn't even played, played it down yet. So, you know, how, how does that make the starting quarterback feel? And if I'm on a team. <laughs> And they're getting that money, and I busted my ass, and I ain't getting nothing. I don't think I'm gonna help you out that much, right? And I'm, and I, and you want me to block for you? Right. We get in a fight. Go yeah. ahead, you go, you go fight your own fight. You know, I'm getting tickets to the movies, and you're getting Mercedes yeah. Benz. So it's it's a broken system by yeah. far. You know, and I it, do like they are getting recognized and. And the colleges where athletic programs are making money off their names. Well, truly, it's a farm system for the NFL but, now. Sure. That's what it is. The NFL is getting off cheap, right? It's their farm system. But at the end of the day, you know, when Northwestern players, when they wanted to unionize about five years ago, that got shot down because they weren't getting paid, right? They were on scholarship, but they didn't consider that payment as right. Money. Right. Now you're getting paid. So you yeah. watch the next step. They're going to unionize those kids, college football. And the ones that will probably suck them up is the NFLPA because now they'll suck up that whole system. Right. So that, that's, it's a crazy dynamic. And then, you know, you read about colleges that go, well, 
maybe we're going to drop our academic standards for the student athlete. Because, you know, those kids, they go, they go to school. Come on. Right? <laughs> so it's like the universities, they realize the amount of revenue that's being generated by this Big Ten office over here, right? Right. They don't want to bite the hand that feeds them. Yep. It's crazy. What do you think about, I know you said in the beginning of the conversation about, like, a UCLA and USC joining the Big Ten. You know, I mean, it, you have to restructure the system, right? Because there's yeah. no way logistically you can make that work for all your sports. You can't have women's lacrosse traveling, sure. you know. So they would have to set up divisions within, right? Just like the NFC North, NFC right. South, whatever, and then have a playoff schedule for it. Yeah, it should be maybe like the West and right. keep – Keep but, the schools in in the West, in the West. But, you know, and in the conversations I hear, like USC and UCLA and all them, those fans out there aren't used to paying, like for players and stuff like that. <laughs> Alabama, all them, they already know how to pay, <laughs> Georgia, right? Georgia, right? LSU. So in order for them to compete, they had to get into a market that understands their philosophy, right? Right. And the Big Ten, right? So now, I mean, look at the Big Ten. You're, you're coast to coast. It's crazy. Yep. You know, and it's strength in numbers, you know, yeah. so, unfortunately. What do you got? Like, if USC has to play at Rutgers and they, what, go home and then they have to play at Ohio State the next right. weekend or you, something you like that? You couldn't do it, right? You, you got to split up the conference, you know, into divisions and figure it out. But And then it was equivalent to exposure. TV time, you know. TV, big, big dollars, man. The reason they brought in Syracuse or uh, Rutgers is we had no exposure on the West Coast, East Coast. East Coast, yeah, New York. So all of a sudden now we're in a major market, you know. So yeah, I think it's going to end up the Big Ten and the SEC eventually. Yeah, I was talking like uh, the Big 12, they're bringing in West Virginia, Cincinnati. Colorado. Colorado, Colorado yeah. Arizona, Arizona, Arizona State, State, I think. Right. Would they say it's going to be Oregon State and Washington State left in the Pac-12, the Pac-2? But how much, how much NIL money do they generate out of the, the Corn Belt? Right. right. Or out of Pullman. Yeah. Or Corvallis. You get in the Midwest, and you know, so it's a money game, unfortunately. Unfortunately. It's... You know, and, and I went to Michigan uh, for the game against Bowling Green. Now, Bowling Green, that'll be their biggest payday ever. They don't care. <laughs> right. Oh, I remember back to Chuck. So we paid him, and Memphis came into Southern Cal and beat us. There you go. The next year, I'm like, there's the guy that recruited me. I wasn't going to transfer to Memphis. But, but you know, going to the game, it's all about the show now instead of the game. You know, like yesterday at Bears game. That was Fox Broadcasting's top group. Uh, Greg Olson and that Kevin Burkhart. Right. They did a Super Bowl last year, right? Right. All they wanted to talk about was the broad in the skybox. Yes, yeah. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, yeah. I don't want to hear about that. I want to know about the game. Right. right. Show me the game. <laughs> well, if you called it that yesterday, a game. Well. <laughs> they still, had to. Yeah. They had to find someone. There was in some the, dead time, they, I guess. Right. <laughs> they had to find someone in the stands right. to cheer on. Because they pulled that telecast, I heard. Yeah, now they switched you switch it over to, to Dallas. Dallas game, right. 
But I mean, there's always a lot to talk about. I mean, it's just, but it's yeah. all about the event instead of the game itself. Sure. All the hoopla and everything. It's NFL, man. That's it. Big business. Big I business. Watch, when I watch a game, all by myself. I don't want to hear nobody. Yep. I don't want to yickety Leave me alone. I'm watching the game. Yep. You know. <laughs> pretty, pretty Super much. Bowl party, dumbest thing in America, right? <laughs> I want to watch the game. I don't want to go to a party. Come on, right. leave me alone. Right. Just give me my square and call me when I win. Yeah. There you go. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be watching it. So is your is your boy still at? Is he still at Miami no, of Ohio? He's, he's all done. What did he gra- graduate? He got a business degree about. Uh, he's thirty years old now. Okay. So he lives in New York City. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, he's all good. And um, I have a what? daughter. She was a swimmer at Illinois State. Uh, Redbird. Redbird. Finally, I Finally. knew I'd get it. You had the right bird. I, I had the right color. Right. Color. color. <laughs> Red Hawk. Yeah, I had the right. Red. Red anyway. Gone. Yep. Washington what do you think about Commanders? that? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> oh boy. And changing. What else did they change? The, the, if the you can change them, you got to change them all. You know, right. you can't pick and choose who you change and who you don't change. Right. So, like, the Blackhawks and the Seminoles are still there. Look at I mean, if you talk about degrading the Native American, when you do the chant at Kansas City, yeah, how's that fall in? Right. Or FSU, yeah. Yeah. How's that fall I mean, where? I don't get it. So. And you can't wear the headdress. Yeah. Uh, you can't remember the hogs they'd oh, wear. Yeah. The, they had uh, yeah, yeah. Joe Jacoby on. Joe Jacoby, the Redskins. Oh, yeah. We played in JF. That was our first playoff win ever, JFK Stadium against the Redskins with oh, Mike wow. Ditka. Yep. Yeah. And that place was rocking. Yeah. You know? I'm going to dumb head into the Bears at Washington game coming up here. And that's kind of a mess out there right now, isn't it? Washington? Yeah. Like between RFK and. Yeah. So, and what that FedEx and they got a couple different fields out there. Well, there's a big lawsuit in the NFL against Roger Goodell, Jerry Jones, and some other guy. And it was about the ownership, either the guy that wanted to buy the Redskins or the or Schneider who oh, was trying Schneider. to sell. Right. right. Or they made him sell. Right. And so there was a there's a big suit there. And they want they want to settle out of court, they say, but this guy wants to make it all public. So yeah. Who knows? But who's got more money than the NFL? <laughs> you know, or even a team. You know, look at the teams. You know, I mean, they if you miss on one draft pick, holy cow. Yep. And you're still in business. You know, they gave that guard, Nate Davis, $30 million. That kid yeah. from Tennessee played in one game. He didn't even go to camp. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a different world. Right. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you never can predict injury with Rodgers, right? He's got twenty five right. million to play this year. Right. I mean, that happens. Injury's yep. a thing. Yeah. You know, but it's just um it's it's a different and I think a big piece of that is the union. The union during the time your dad or me were there, they didn't have the teeth that they have now. And the union sure. really dictates how long you practice, what you wear to practice, sure. how many practices, you get days off. Right. It's like crazy. So yeah. a union has a lot to do with that. I remember it being at a, a show at McCormick and you couldn't plug in your plug. No, 
That was the electrical's have, union. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you had to have someone plug in your, your equipment for you. Right. What do you think about the Bears move, say Arlington you Heights? Know, I, I really liked the old soldier field, you know. Um, the new one don't do so much for me. But, and I don't go to a lot of other stadiums nowadays, but I was in Detroit last two weeks ago, and I went to, we went over to the Detroit Ford Field. Ford Field. And I got to tell you, they got a good vibe going on downtown Detroit. I mean, bars, restaurants, people yeah. partying, sure. tailgating. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a good vibe. It really is. Yeah. And then I go, Soldier Field, you got a parking lot on the south end that's just, you know, the old mentality, right? <laughs> sure. So, and getting in and out, I mean, Soldier Field's really a pain in. Yep. I mean, and I like the old Soldier Field, but, you know, logistically, it just don't work. So, to go somewhere else, I think would be a good move, you know, to modernize. You know, I don't know about a dome. I mean, I guess, you know. Maybe retract, you know, retractable. They can do that these days. Arlington Park might be good. You know, but it's a win-win for them because yep. if they don't build there, they still hold the land. And yeah, they don't have to lease from the park just know, for as a family. It's I, best for I the Bears. I would be surprised if, if something came out of Chicago. You know, to the, stay to stay, build another stadium elsewhere. You know, within the city, I think Waukegan would be a good spot. I mean, it's unbelievable lakefront up there that's undeveloped. You got yeah. two ninety-four right there. You know. Uh, so there's a lot of good choices, but uh, Soldier Field is, you know, if they would have left it alone, it probably would have been better. Yeah. Now, when you play, that was the turf, right? Yeah. The, yeah. the, <laughs> the green asphalt. The green cement. Horrible. The green painted, because I remember my dad said, you know, right when he went from Wrigley Field to Soldier Field, is oh, that's horrible. when the knees and the joints start. Well, and, you know, I mean, and a lot of that was for TV, right? Sure. It was all for viewership. Made the, made the game look good. Made it look clean. But Trying to remember what year they went from pavement to the field turf. To the field turf. I don't think I ever played on field turf. Right. In Michigan, we practiced and played on the old Astro turf. Oh, ouch. Practiced and played. And then Chicago, we had the old. They didn't even call it AstroTurf. They called it Tartan Turf, whatever the <laughs> hell that was, you know. But uh, so at Michigan, did you play? If you remember back, did a lot of teams that you played have grass fields? Yeah, Minnesota. They had the original old, you know, Metrodome or New well, University of Minnesota. Okay, they had their own stadium, which was you know a classic little stadium. Yeah, I remember Purdue that. Purdue had a great field. Did you play the Illini? Illini had the biggest crown on a field I ever seen. So, you know, if you're on a hash or a hash and I'm a pulling guard. You're going down. Shit, you're running up the hill, you know, uh, Memorial Stadium. So I remember we played in the Hancock Bowl. We played Mandrich and Michigan State. I remember on one sideline, you'd look over and all you'd see is helmets on the other sideline. There's such a crown on it. Yep. Crazy. so when we were playing, you know, Green Bay had to play half their home schedule at County Stadium yeah, in I remember Milwaukee. That. And it was the only stadium that both teams were on the same sideline. That's right. And halfway through the game, 
Mike Dick and Forrest Gregg were beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> they had to pull right. them apart. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Nice. Was like, yeah. I remember nice. Forrest Gregg. County Stadium, right? That was terrible. But uh <laughs> you know, nowadays, I mean they're they're very I mean, the stadium's yeah as good as they get, right? And Green Bay back then, where when you played, we were we handled them pretty good, if I remember correctly. They were right. terrible. Well, everybody goes, "Oh, you must hate Green Bay." I go, "Not really." I said, "When we when we played, we always won. We not, Green Bay never beat us, right? You know, I mean, we didn't like Minnesota more than Green Bay, probably. You yeah. know, right? Uh, and the Lions were the Lions. Lions were Lions, but you know, George <laughs> Halas had the best record against Green Bay. Mike Digger had the second best record, and Lovey Smith had the third. Yeah. So Green Bay wasn't a problem, but you know, last thirty years they've been a problem. And then that was uh, was for um, Detroit. That wasn't Barry Sanders back then. It was right it, after you, it right? Was, it was Barry. Uh, uh, Billy Sims. Billy. <laughs> Billy Sims. Billy Sims. And then Barry Sanders. Yeah. Right? And Wayne Fonts was. The I coach. remember Wayne Font with the cigar. Yeah. Wayne Fonts was the And coach. then who was up in Minnesota? Sturkel was his name. <laughs> Sturkel? Uh, Sturkel, I think. He was an ex-Marine. He took over for Bud Grant. I Oh, I remember Bud Grant. Yeah. And uh, he didn't have a very good career. Sturkel. Who was the linebacker from Illinois that was up there in Minnesota? Middle linebacker. Um, I remember me thinking back in Minnesota. I remember, like, Matt Blair. But remember Matt Blair? Yeah. He beat my dad's forced fumble or fumble recovery record, but my dad always says he played for 15 years, you know. Right. I'm trying to remember. Scott Studwell. Studwell, yep. Yep, I remember him. Right. She's just, it works. It just takes a little time <laughs> for it to get through all them neurons up there. Right. But, Who would you say was the toughest guy you played against? You know what? It's really a tough question because, you know. Or top three. You know, when. um Practicing against our own defense. Right. Like my dad chooses Gale. Right. Was as tough as it gets. Right? Gale and Jim Brown. If you could if you could paddle twice a week against our defense, you know, <laughs> I mean, those were tough guys. Yeah. I give them credit, you know, and uh, they were tough. But Reggie White was a heck of a player. Sure. You know. Oh, yeah. Um, that was, it was Green Bay after Philadelphia. Right. 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 But, I, you know. Going against our guys, Sundays were easy. Yeah. Because they, they were playing. But. That's what, who else was, uh, trying to remember who else was on that said that. Oh, oh was, Jimbo uh, Culver. Yeah. Jimbo, Jimbo and, um, and uh, who else was. I like Jimbo a lot. Yeah, Jimbo he's, was He's a real here. gentleman. Yeah. He's a good guy. I like I'm him. working my way into getting the lineman. I've had most of you. Well. The tall guy. What was the tall I guy? I need to name? get, uh. I asked people where Bortsy is, and he's off in a tree somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. And then Hilgie's around. Yeah. Right? right. So I've I've had Van Horn. Keith's a good guy. Right. Keith's a great he guy. Was great. Jimbo. Emery you. Moorhead. Did you have Emery? Not Emery yet. I had Dent. Yeah. Emery's a good man. Yep. Yeah. Um, Otis. Otis. I'm, uh, you know, kind of waiting a little bit. I really until, like Otis. He's yeah. a good guy. Otis, um, I had Fensick, I had Plank. I didn't know Plank that well until I met him recently. <laughs> I seen him at a golf outing. He's so. he's he. I, I like him. He's animated. And right. you know, 
the guy I feel really bad for right now is uh, Brian Bashnagel. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's he's suffering a lot of health issues. Yep. And, uh, and the fridge and Wilbur too, yeah, right? right? A little bit. Revy Sori, remember him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, when you go to the alumni thing and you see people, you're like, ooh. Yeah. It's an eye opener. It really is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Brian, um, good guy, good friend. And, uh, you know, just all of a sudden the, the switch flipped on him, right? His health. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of scary. You know, everybody can talk about McMichael and, you know, sure. It's a bad day. And, and, and McMahon. He smokes too much weed. He got thrown on his head weed, a few right? times. He lay off the weed a little bit. It'll be better. But you know, now he's now he's legally selling it. If you see him, right? He's got his own brand. Right. You know? Everybody's got their. Jim Belushi's got his own show right. and he's growing it everywhere up in the Pacific Northwest. Crazy, crazy stuff. So what's with the turtles? The turtles are. Uh, I um. After USC, we also we we used to play Hawaii. Right. So we'd go up there, and one time I was out swimming in the water, and a couple sea turtles came up. So I, I don't know. I've always liked them from then. All right. So they bring me good luck. There you go. Well, I need to let not... the bears borrow them. Yeah, you're not Native American. <laughs> No, I'm a high class Polak. You're a Bohemian, I'm Lithuanian. Right, Lithuanian, Lithuanian, right? <laughs> That's what my dad says when we meet people. Oh, you're Polish, Polo? No, we're high class Polacks. But, <laughs> but uh, he said to say it was nice seeing you at the. Yeah. He usually doesn't, you know. I I try to get him to to go to as many things as he could go to now. And, you know, it's tough. It's tough. It is. You know, and I, you know, once again, I, I think the bears, you know, they try with the alumni, but they could do so much better. And if you go, if you go to the game, right, we're at the game, there's all these alumni there, right? Generations. So during the game, every time out, they're running some stupid promo on the screen, the Dunkin' Donut thing or right, some, the, some the stupid. Sausage the must, the Why must. don't you show clips or highlights of the alumni that played during that time? You're there to celebrate them. Yep. Why don't you put that on the screen? You they know, just did that for like a minute while they were right. introducing you exactly. guys. But every little time out, sure. have a new era, a new debt, whatever. And show highlights of guys right. when they played. Or that. Greg get a group together and say right. this is but you this know, is the alumni offensive line. Right. But yeah. I don't want to see the Dunkin' Donuts. Come on. You know? Cuppy cuppy coffee yeah. and shit. Promote who you're who's there. Right. But once again, it's uh, the Bears. What do I know? I'm a lineman. Right. <laughs> So you still talk to most of the guys, most of the line? Yeah, you know, if, if you go on the golf circuit, you know, you'll right. see a lot of guys in the summertime. Because yep. Hilgi owns a golf or he does. part, right? Right. Do and you play in the, the Bears? Do they have one every year? They have the alumni outing, and they have it at Jay Hilgenberg's course. And me, my only complaint is it's in Wisconsin, <laughs> Bristol, Wisconsin. There's a lot of great courses here in Illinois. We're the Chicago Bears. Let's keep it in the state. Right. 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 I get you. That's right. Big, yeah. You know, I don't want to go to Wisconsin to play up at Hilgie's course. You know? <laughs> Not against Hilgie, but come on. Right. Right. 
Right. So, yeah, I do see quite a few guys at the outings. And, uh, you know, the retired players, they have a very nice outing at Bolinbrook. And they get a lot of guys, a lot of guys. Yeah. So that that's a good organization. Yeah, they said they – I was talking to Simeone and said right. you guys – like, I don't know, like 165 guys are yeah. local. Up there. Or local. Oh, are local. Are, yeah, yeah. Like 150. Right. It's kind of cool. So there, there is a good nucleus of guys, and, you know, you bump into them all around. So that's fun. Yeah. But uh, Yeah, a guy that I hang out with that we had was little Chris Haynes. Right. <laughs> and were, he, were you in Italy with him? I was in Italy with him. Were you coaching? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You were playing for pizza. I was playing for pizza, right. pizza and sure. Peroni. Right. And how was that? That was fun. Uh, I could imagine. That was fun. Yeah. How, <laughs> many, how long did you do that? No, I only did that one summer. Right. Yeah. And they won it all, but I came back before they were undefeated and won it all. So I always kid them that, you know, where's my ring? You, you would know? think that, you know, <laughs> it'd be a good area to develop the game. Yeah. We, get, we have a camp out there and we get... Right. Emery came over, and Mike came over, and Montana came over. I have a good friend, John Holosek. Yeah. Uh, Sean Gale's running. Sean Gale he comes over, over from there. London. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Chris tried to get me involved. and you know, Like to come over? Yeah, timing wasn't right. Yeah, that'd be a good trip. Yeah, no, that'd be fun. You know, you come over for a week, and it's Italy. Have you ever been to? Been to Italy. Yeah? Yeah. Where'd you go? Well, I was in northern Italy, Lake Como. Okay. I was hanging out at George With Clooney's George place. George Clooney. Right? And then Springsteen picked me up. Right. right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you were drinking his uh, tequila. Yeah, right. $220 million tequila. But Lake Como is, like, beautiful, right? Yeah. Northern Italy. Oh, yeah. Milan. And, yep. Uh, ooh. Yeah, when I went, I did, uh, you know, Bologna. And then Ravenna was the where's, where's Christmas stand. So I... We went to Venice and Verona and Naples and Rome and so you're on the southern half. I there. didn't do the southern part. Yeah. We were on the what is that? The Adriatic coast. So I went up to Trieste and right. and um, Croatia, Slovakia. The okay. the beaches up there. It was pretty cool. Then I was like, I'm not ready to come home yet. So I went. I took a flight. I was in Rome, so I was either going to go to Milan or Dublin. So people were like, if, you know, if you're not, you don't have money and you don't want to shop and you don't want to shop, I wouldn't Dublin, go to Milan. Right. So I skipped Milan and I went straight into Dublin and went on the, the beer tour there. <laughs> and then I went over to the cliffs of Moore. Right. I'm like, what's the way to do best way to do this? Cause you can walk there. You can boat there. So I just got an old little Irish, uh, Irish fisherman. Gave him a few hundreds, and we went in his boat right out into it. It was, it, it was awesome. Cool. Then I wasn't ready to go home yet, and then I shot down to Portugal for a day or two, and then I went to O'Hare. So my I'm a, my my roots go back to the country of Luxembourg. Okay. So I'm a Luxembourg. Small. Small. Small country. Right. Have you ever been back? Uh, I have not, but I am in the midst of... They're offering citizenship. So my family, my brother and I, we've applied for our dual, dual citizenship. And uh, we're going through the process now, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. We cool. did a trip uh, back to Lithuania. We did it for Father's Day, and my, my brother set it up 
So we went, they went over there. My brother got there first because he backpacked through all the, like the Baltic Eastern. And then my dad flew there. And then I wasn't going to be able to make it because I was working here in Chicago. But my boss is like, you know, you can make whatever it is up. It's once in a lifetime. So we went over there and I, I surprised him. That was fun. It was during the World Cup. So we went to the archives and they break out like the old Ten Commandment tablets that they write on and we're wow. like we're here to claim our lake lake shore you know our beach property and the lady's like you butkus you guys were peasants and yeah i ought to hear you so we went we went to our little town that we were from the church and that was pretty cool yeah one that thing, was cool one thing i'd like to do is go to the uh d-day celebration yeah see that that would be Germany. pretty inspiring you know so Yep. You have any military in your family? Not really. No. <laughs> right. But I mean, playing football back then, you're it's basically in the military. In the military. Yeah, it was worse. Yeah. You know? So, do you have a, a brother and a brother and a sister? I have or? a brother and four sisters. Wow. Yeah, it's big family, Catholic family cool. out of Aurora. Yeah. You know, and, and the whole community, everybody had two story houses and 10 kids. Yeah. The Catholics didn't practice birth control very well. Are most of them still local? Do you see them? No, everybody's kind of split up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Illinois, you know, Aurora's been good. Playing for the Bears was great. Yep. You know. Do you ever see yourself moving? I do. You know, um, it's just just a matter of where. um, You know, you You think about. like Florida? No. No. At the end of the day, I'm a true Midwesterner. That's okay. that's where my values are. That's where my roots are, right? That's who I am. So I'm not a Floridian. I'm not, you know, an right. Arizonan. I'm not a Cal <laughs> you know, you spent time in California. Sure. But at the end of the day, you know, I like a lake house in Wisconsin, yeah, something, like, something that. like that. You know, but I'm a Midwesterner at heart. Sure. You know, just a grinder. <laughs> you cool. know. But now do you obviously still follow Michigan? I do. Do you like Harbaugh? Well, he was He was He uh, was he after you? He was at Michigan. I, was I mean, playing with the Bears. Yeah. No, he came in while I was still there. Okay. Yeah. He's a, he's a different kind of dude, you know. <laughs> and uh, like Al Davis used to say from the Raiders, just win, baby. I don't yep. care what you do. You can be as quirky as you want. Sure. But if you win the games, that quirkiness goes That's away. That's it. Right. But, you know, he's, uh, he's a quirky dude. And, uh, you know, he's not – his football is pretty basic, you know, it's, you know, smash mouth football. Sure. But in order to run smash mouth, you got to have the Jimmy and Johnny's to do it. Yep. And finally he's got, he's got that, you know, he's got a great old line. Yep. They won the offensive line award two years in a row now. Yeah. They have a good back. They got a good back. So that kid, JJ McCarthy, he's from Illinois here. So they got a nice team, you know, but yeah. You just got to win. But at the end of the day, um, I would think that if an F- NFL opportunity came around, he'd probably be back in the NFL because yeah. football is too much work. What now. about here? Uh, <laughs> stay He's not of, starting any rumors. Uh, no, I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't promote anybody but myself. <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, it's just if uh, Jim came back here as the head coach and wanted you to coach the off- offensive line, would you do it? Uh, no, I'm too old. <laughs> yeah, you know, too yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? You have no life. 
Yeah, I have a lot of friends in coaching. Like Luke was right. at Illinois. Now he's was with the Bears and right. all his stops with Ron Turner. And now he's the offensive line coach of the Packers. My college roommate. Is he the head coach or is no, he assistant? Head at yeah, offensive line. Right. Yeah. And then my college roommate is uh is their defensive coordinator, right. whose dad was Mike Barry, the offensive line coach. So there's a, a, a my Brad Banta was a tight end for us and was a snapper and backup tight end in the league for a while. He's at Michigan. It's it's a young man's game, coach. Travel and yeah. I give it to those wives. You know, wives yeah. as a coach in the days, man. Yeah. And and you know, the old mentality was I'm the first one in the building at four AM and I'm the last to leave at midnight. Really? Why don't you work smarter instead of harder? You know, do you need to put that much time in? It's crazy. You know, I mean, there's only so much film you can watch. And, right. You know, Tell that to Harbaugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, coaches got, they got too much time on their hands, you know, so they got to invent shit all the time. You know, and, yeah. and defense are, are always ahead of the offense, you know, and it, they'll figure yep. you out real quick, you know, and that that's kind of what happened with, uh, Seems like with the Bears right now, you know, they had a year's book on Justin Fields and everything, and they know the drill. Yeah, you know, but no. Well, I, it seems like the Bears are. I, you know, I don't know if it's them or the coaches or whatever to make it a more of a pocket passer where he's, you know, if you, well, the offensive line too. You're you can't fit a square peg <laughs> in a round hole. You got to start running. You don't want to do that all the time because right. you're going to get hurt. And yeah, but you know, it's just. Like uh, Luke Getze, you know, his system, it worked great when you got Aaron Rodgers. You know, shit, anybody's system's going to work great when you got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But when you got a whole new cast of characters and that kid don't fit, you know, uh, Justin don't fit what you need to do, then you better readjust something. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and if you want to run them like uh, Lamar Jackson, so be it. Right. You know, but that's a risk you take. Do you ever think they cared about us getting hurt? <laughs> Never. I, yeah, I remember the periods and no water, and you'd get concussed. You know, you'd smack your head, and you get the smelling salt out. There was none of that. We had the best medical treatment out: pills and needles. <laughs> what more you want? What was the doctor? My, uh, doctor Needle. Yeah. Right. Was needles there with oh, the bears when you? Were, yeah. Yeah. Pills and needles screwed up a lot of people's careers from what i hear so at the end of the day you know the player's in a much better place the athlete right you got a right. union behind you you got way better medical you got chefs you got nutrition, nutrition. You and got your training rooms and, and your training is sophisticated when we trained it was caveman shit right <laughs> you just go in there lift as much as you can and grunt right okay right. Yeah, i got it. put like a thousand on the squat rack yeah, and be right. like Oh, what about your back? It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. What about your back? Yeah, what about my back? Did, yeah. did you hear that? Oh, yeah, that was funny. But it was k yeah. stuff, right? And nutrition. We didn't know nutrition. Check this, check this kid out trying to squat 600 pounds. Yeah. Bench like 600. Oh, armed. Ripping shoulders. And so there's no question the athlete's in the right <laughs> place, you know, which is good for them. I'm yep. happy for them, you know. Uh, so at the end of the day, you know, football is good. I love football. 
you know, you just got to be able to change, go with the flow, I yeah. guess, right? Yep. And, you know, you see things, and I, I like the old talking about the past. You yeah. Know, I don't live in the past, but, you know, right. it's nice to hear stories from your dad or other guys. Yep. You, you know. And then just the, like you said, it's it's evolved, and it's, we had Eberflus on here. Uh-huh. And my dad. He doesn't really like, you know, the old, you know, old schools, not, not the rah, rah, kind of like right. Barry Sanders and handing the ball. And right. now you make an interception on the five. You got to run it's the, all the way right. into the other end zone and do this. And it's the entertainment. Piece yeah. Of it, and right. my dad's asking Matt, you know, is that a, a period in your guys' practice that you practice that? And right. he's like, oh, the guys are just having fun. And. Well, you know, the other thing is the locker room. I, you know, like, yikes. I don't know if coaches are even allowed in a locker room anymore. I, I don't know that answer. You know, like, if you go back to Northwestern, you know, Pat Fitzgerald, that's a tough deal. Yeah. You know, and, and hazing, some extent of hazing has always been part of the program. Sure. Football. If you're rookies, yeah, and... if you're carrying a playbook or singing your fight song or carrying a tray or whatever, right? But I guess you cross the line when it becomes a sexual or physical right. thing, right? When people get naked, I right? Guess. But <laughs> you know, but Pat, you know, I mean, it was a world he we all grew up in that world, so it was an inherited practice, you know, sure. And so, okay, all right, we learned it's wrong. Let's move on. Right. I, I don't think you should cost the guy his job. He would have been there. He would right. would have been like he, a perturb, you know, his own. He was good for the kids. He was good for the program. Right. Yep. And then uh, Chris, uh, my buddy, Chris Haynes, you know, right. coaches at uh, Loyola Academy now and coaches Fitzgerald's kid. Fitz is up there. Yeah. Yeah. What's Chris coaching? Wide receiver. Wide receiver. Yeah. Yep. So. And then, well, obviously Mel Tucker at Michigan State, that's. That wasn't wise at all. Wasn't wise. No, that was As a huge kind. It's 87 million. What do you think it is? I mean, people are still, still doing stuff. People it, and right. in, in the, in the, well, in the NFL too. I think people are still getting in trouble. And it's really small. So the tolerance is down, you know, and the exposure is greater. Yeah. Internet, web, phones, everything. So the story can grow and grow and grow, right? But at the end of the day, uh, you know, those weren't wise choices. <laughs> no. You know, Gary Moeller, he got fired at Michigan because he got a DUI. Yep. You know, that's a slam. And LaRusa gets hired. Yeah. As a, so as, a, as the Sox manager. Right. So you never because know. he got a DUI. Right. So it's <laughs> when you're under that spotlight, it's a tough it's a tough situation. Yeah. I mean, Harbaugh was on uh, self-imposed suspension. Yeah, four games, making some calls or something to recruit. Something happened during the COVID period, and I don't yeah. know. Can't a, a bought some guy a cheeseburger. Or they call that's it crazy. Burger Gate. That's what they call it. <laughs> Burger, Burger Gate. Yeah, that's hilarious. And I'm like, all right. Burger uh, Gate is better than Fur Burger Gate. Well, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, we'll, right. uh, <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. We're, you've been great, man. We'll have to have thanks, we'll have to get you and and Come Van Horn in here together. Yeah. 
We got to get McMahon in here. Well, does, yeah. does he come in? To... He comes in Chicago all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy be fun. Yep. You know, he's cool. a, he's a We'll get guy. you, Jimmy, and uh, Horn. And Horn. Yeah. And, I, you know, Keith's a very good friend of mine. And yeah. He's struggling a little bit right now. Yeah. His health is a little, you know, sketchy. And so. Yeah. But I hope he takes care of himself. Yeah. That, and, that, and that's all you can really do right now is try to yeah. take care of yourself. You he's know? a big boy still. He is a big boy. <laughs> I think he's bigger now than when he played. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I see some of the guys now, like Finn and how we're supposed to be. You know? well, I'll tell you, one big guy is James Big Cat Williams. I saw him. Cat's a big dude. You know? Yep. He's, and the nicest guy you'd ever yeah. meet. He's really a nice guy. Yep. Who did, in closing, who did you maybe see at the alumni gathering that you haven't seen in a while that you were really happy to see? Well, I see Danny Neal. Remember Danny Neal? Dan played center here. Okay. And uh, he was the center when I got drafted, and I played a couple years with him. And Danny really uh, took Keith, myself, a lot of guys under his wing, and helped us out and really showed us the way and stuff. So very grateful to that. So Danny was a really good guy. Dennis Lick, he was on the line, but he wasn't there, you know, at the alumni thing. But – yeah, it was good to see Danny. Yeah. Where does he where does he live now? Louisville. You know? Okay. So he he was from Kentucky. And then, you know, when Danny retired, he was friends with Buddy Ryan. So he coached at Philadelphia with Buddy. Oh, okay. And stuff. So it was really good to see Danny. I, I, I appreciate everything he did for me. And he, awesome. was, he was a good friend, you know. Good Very mentorship. Cool. cool. You know, taught me how to drink. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> But I appreciate you guys. You got time. it. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, definitely. All right. And go blue and go bears. You got it. Cheers. All Thank right. you. You got it. All right. Thank right. you. Thanks, Kurt. Thank you. Thank you to Kurt Becker for joining the show today. And thank you to my co-host, Matt Budkiss. Follow us on our social channels listed in the show description and the budkissaward.com for updates on this podcast. If you're interested in purchasing 51 merchandise, please go to dickbuckus.com. Be sure to follow this podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. This podcast is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. I am Matt Amendola, and we will catch you on the next one. AmericanEagle.com is over two decades of experience designing websites that produce results. Their clients have come to rely on them for a full line of website services from design and development to digital marketing, hosting, and support. AmericanEagle.com is a technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They work with clients in nearly every industry. They also are the official website and digital marketing provider for the Butkus Award, and Butkus Foundation websites, and we proudly recommend the team at AmericanEagle.com. Give AmericanEagle.com a call today, 1-877-WEB-NOW-1. That's AmericanEagle.com, 1-877-WEB-NOW-1.